Chapter seventy seven of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas. The translator is unknown. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman Vaughan. Chapter seventy seven. The Arrest. Sire, cried the Queen, here is Monsieur de Rouen, who says incredible things which I wish him to repeat to you. At these unexpected words, the Cardinal turned pale. Indeed, it was a strange position to hear himself called upon to repeat to the king and the husband all of the claims which he believed he had over the queen and the wife. But the king, turning towards him, said, About a certain necklace, is it not, sir? Monsieur de Rouen took advantage of the king's question and chose the least of two evils. Yes, sire, he murmured, about the necklace. Then, sir, you have brought the necklace? Sire. Yes or no, sir. The cardinal looked at the queen, and did not reply. "'The truth, sir,' said the queen, answering his look. "'We want nothing but the truth.' Monsieur de Rouen turned away his head and did not speak. "'If Monsieur de Rouen will not reply, will you, madame, explain?' said the king. "'You must know something about it. Did you buy it?' "'No.' Monsieur de Rouen smiled rather contemptuously. "'You say nothing, sir,' said the king. "'Of what am I accused, sire?' The jewellers say they sold the necklace either to you or the queen. They show a receipt from Her Majesty. A forged one, interrupted the queen. The jewellers, continued the king, say that in case the queen does not pay, you are bound to do so by your engagements. I do not refuse to pay, sire. It must be the truth, as the queen permits it to be said. And a second look, still more contemptuous than the first, accompanied this speech. Queen trembled, for she began to think his behavior like the indignation of an honest man. Well, Monsieur le Cardinal, someone has imitated the signature of the Queen of France, said the king. The queen sire is free to attribute to me whatever crimes she pleases. Sir, said the king, instead of justifying yourself, you assume the air of an accuser. The cardinal paused a moment and then cried, Justify myself? Impossible. Monsieur, these people say that this necklace has been stolen under a promise to pay for it. Do you confess the crime? Who would believe it if I did? asked the cardinal, with a haughty disdain. Then, sir, I think they will believe. Sire, I know nothing of what is said, interrupted the cardinal. All that I can affirm is that I have not the necklace. Someone has it who will not produce it, and I can but say, let the shame of the crime fall on the person who knows himself guilty. The question, madame, is between you two, said the king. Once more, have you the necklace? No, by the honor of my mother, by the life of my son. The king joyfully turned towards the cardinal. Then, sir, the affair lies between you and justice, unless you prefer trusting to my clemency. The clemency of kings is for the guilty, sire. I prefer the justice of men. You will confess nothing. I have nothing to say. But, sir, your silence compromises my honor, cried the queen. The cardinal did not speak. Well, then, I will speak, cried she. Learn, sire, that Monsieur de Rouen's chief crime is not the theft of this necklace. Monsieur de Rouen turned pale. What do you mean? cried the king. Madame, murmured the cardinal. Oh, no reasons, no fear, no weakness shall close my mouth. I would proclaim my innocence in public if necessary. Your innocence? said the king. Oh, madame, who would be rash enough or base enough? to compel you to defend that. I beg you, madame, said the cardinal. Ah, you begin to tremble. I was right. Such plots bear not the light. Sire, will you order Monsieur de Rouen 
to repeat to you what he has just said to me? Madame, cried the cardinal, take care. You pass all bounds. Sir, said the king, do you dare to speak thus to the queen? Yes, sire, said Marie Antoinette. This is the way he speaks to me, and pretends he has the right to do so. You, sir, cried the king, livid with rage. Oh, he says he has letters. Let us see them, sir, said the king. Yes, produce them, cried the queen. The cardinal passed his hands over his burning eyes, and asked himself how heaven could ever have created a being so perfidious and so audacious. But he remained silent. But that is not all, continued the queen, getting more and more excited. Monsieur le cardinal says he has obtained interviews. Madame, for pity's sake, cried the queen. For modesty's sake, murmured the cardinal. One word, sir, if you are not the basest of men, if you hold anything sacred in this world, if you have proofs, produce them. No, madame, replied he at length, I have not. You said you had a witness. Who? asked the king. Madame de la Motte. Ah, oh, cried the king, whose suspicions against her were easily excited. Let us see this woman. Yes, said the queen, but she has disappeared. Ask monsieur what he has done with her. Others have made her disappear, who had more interest in doing so than I had. But, sir, if you are innocent, help us to find the guilty. The cardinal crossed his hands and turned his back. Monsieur, cried the king, you shall go to the Bastille. As I am, sire, in my robes, consider, sire, the scandal will commence, and will fall heavily on whomsoever it rests. I wish it to do so, sir. It is an injustice, sire. It shall be so. And the king looked round for someone to execute his orders. Monsieur de Breteuil was near, anticipating the fall of his rival. The king spoke to him, and he cried immediately, Guards, arrest Monsieur le Cardinal de Rouen. The cardinal passed by the queen without saluting her, then bowing to the king, went towards the lieutenant of the guards, who approached timidly, seeming to wait for a confirmation of the order he had received. Yes, sir, said Monsieur de Rouen. It is I whom you are to arrest. Conduct monsieur to his apartment until I have written the order, said the king. When they were alone, the king said, Madame, you know this must lead to a public trial, and that scandal will fall heavily on the heads of the guilty. I thank you, sire. You have taken the only method of justifying me. You thank me. With all my heart, believe me, you have acted like a king, and I as a queen. Good, replied the king joyfully. We shall find out the truth at last, and when once we have crushed the serpent, I hope we may live in more tranquillity. He kissed the queen and left her. Monsieur, said the cardinal to the officer who conducted him, can I send word to home that I have been arrested? If no one sees, Monseigneur. The cardinal wrote some words on a page of his missal, then tore it out, and let it fall at the feet of the officer. She ruins me, murmured the cardinal, but I will save her for your sake, oh, my king and because it is my duty to forgive. End of chapter 77